G'day and welcome to episode 14 of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier. Another jam-packed edition coming up today. Mark Choco-Williams, our senior coach, will join me very shortly. And also with Past Players Day coming up uh, this weekend and also, of course, our Members' Dedication Day with lots going on. I'm going to talk to Daryl Taylor, who had a terrific career with us at the Werribee Football Club over about a 10 or 11-year span from when he was a, uh, a youngster when he first came to the club. And now, of course, he's an old fellow like the rest of us. So I'll talk to Daryl uh, very shortly as well these days, sunning himself up in uh, northern Queensland. <sighs> Uh, that's all coming up, uh, of course, with thanks to our terrific sponsors, the Australian Building Company, who are doing homes for unbelievable prices. Check out their display home. It's at uh, New Haven Display Village in Tarnit. Skybus for fast, frequent and affordable airport transfers. They'll look after you and get you to the airport uh, nice and safely and comfortably. Uh, Correa Waste Management, uh, clean, efficient and sustainable waste management services. You can give them a call on 1300 267 4696 and of course our terrific uh, social venue Churnsides by the River uh, where events live if you're looking to have a birthday party I was actually there at a birthday party uh, just last weekend and it was very very nice the food was beautiful it was a terrific atmosphere and a really good night uh, and uh, it was at Churnsides by the River it was very good 97416688 is the number uh, just give uh, Deanne or the staff there a call and they'll look after you Churnsides by the River where events live check out the Facebook page as well uh, let's get stuck into the podcast for this week and get to the senior coach to kick us off Now the Big W Podcast is the senior coach of the Ruby Footy Club, our coach Mark Williams. Hello Choco, good morning, how are you? Uh, well, the uh, sun has come up, but it's, it's uh, <laughs> a, disappointing, a disappointing weekend again. You know, we're uh, being competitive again, but uh, not uh, not uh, close enough to win this game. And, uh, you know, we, we really didn't have a chance to win. They were, uh, you know, they, they've been the best side all year and uh, I, I think there was a, a bit of dif- distance between us and them this week. Just having a look at the the game uh, the the, uh, the game. Firstly, I suppose uh, the the second quarter. Obviously, is that is that the positive you take out of it, or what are the positives you take out of it? Well, uh, I think I looked at uh, I think it was the twenty one minute mark of the first quarter. Uh, we are maybe a, a, a point in front, and then the, the rest of that quarter they kick uh, whatever it is to be sixteen or eighteen points up, and that's kind of what they win by for the day. So. That little bit of time at the end of the first quarter probably cost us, but um, uh, the rest of the time, you know, uh, based on, I think they had four premiership players playing and Steve Morris as well as an old experienced player. And, you know, they had quite a few uh, AFL players that have uh, just dropped back recently into their team. So, um, you know, we're up against a a pretty well-contentured side and to be, you know, 18 points down at quarter time and then pick that, to that for the whole rest of the game, it was probably um, a pretty good effort and a fighting effort by the by the boys. Uh, bigger picture stuff, uh, Choco. We, we look back on we played thirteen games so far in the season. I mean, the bigger picture stuff, the development of the players. Are you happy with the way that's coming along, or is there some areas there that you you kind of feel need to be coloured in a bit? Well, uh, it, it's kind of. No one really looks at it, except if you're a coach. But, you know, if you've had um, uh, Barlow and Hanson and Sotomarco and Clayton out of the side um, and still be very competitive against top sides, then, uh, you know, it's going pretty well. Uh, uh, Gus Clark out for four or five weeks with concussion, uh, you know, so 
and Tim Clark, uh, Tim House out as well. Uh, so I think our uh, our team is uh, is pretty good, and um, you know it's shown that we can kind of manage all those outs and still be competitive. But um, you know I'm I'm sure that if they're playing, we'd we'd have won at least half of those games and uh, and be uh, pretty set uh, in the in the finals. I'm so, sure. Uh, you know, our younger players need, senior, just like AFL players, you need good senior players around you to uh, bring out the best in yourself. Uh, otherwise, you need to uh, take more responsibility and uh, achieve more than probably where you're up to right at this moment. So are we asking, I mean, it's obviously a big jump for a lot of those players to make that make that jump into, into that sort of stratosphere of uh, experience and stuff. That just doesn't happen overnight. No, no, it doesn't. You know, it's a uh, uh, a thing that uh, you know it, experience tells you, but uh, it still doesn't taste nice. You know, that's just that, that's how it is. It's almost like yeah, yeah, we uh, we understand it. We uh, we'll just keep working at it, and uh, and hopefully we get uh, better and a little bit better each week. And that's what we're what we're hoping to do. Jocko, when you have a look at uh, Richmond by 17 points, Collingwood by three, Essendon by 12, Willie by eight, uh, you know, all, all small losses, uh, Footscray by 11 points. Uh, you would have been in, in this position, I'd imagine, at times during your, your own playing career. What, what do you call on? What do you, what do you go to? What, do you, what, what sort of do you pull out of that to, to kind of change that from a three-point loss into a three-point win and all those, to, to change that mindset? Because I imagine... Those kind of uh, small losses could get you down after a while. Um, well, they can, but uh, you know we we, uh, we continually look at the positives of what we've done for the day, and uh, you know uh, three of those games, I think we had more scoring shots than they did, and you know all, all of these things, uh, uh, which gives the, the players a, uh, a confidence that we're uh, we're doing the right thing. They're, they're working hard on what they're doing, and and they just uh, need to uh, finish off their work a little bit better. The um, the other the other thing is that um, you know we we also practice uh, situational plays, understanding um, what you might do better at this time, um, and uh, you know I think I think last week we had four, the last four shots on goals, and uh, I think it was like eighteen shots, uh, eighteen times to seven or something in inside fifty in the last quarter. So all of that says that um, we've been very productive. We've been um, um, you know, our fitness is good and our uh, our will and our effort is good. Uh, we just need to um, uh, just be a little bit um, better at finishing. You can get philosophical sort of, uh, you know, 10 years from now, but is this kind of culture building and, and part of the kind of development of, of the team culture and of the club culture coming through in, in, in sort of dealing with these losses and in dealing with where we're at at the moment? Yeah, you know, oh, <laughs> Obviously, people say you learn a lot from losses. There's no doubt, but uh, uh, you learn a lot from winning as well. It's a, it's a wonderful place to be at a football club when you're you're winning, and uh, you know just finding that extra ingredient. You know, each week is a new challenge. It's not like um, uh, we're playing uh, dud dud teams or bottom teams. We're uh, we're actually uh, playing the teams that are right at the top and uh, ones that have got um, you know full full book of uh, uh, AFL players playing in their in their group as well. So. Therefore, uh, just because we were close last week, it's got nothing to do with this week. And, uh, you know, it's a great credit to the players and the, and the coaching staff to, uh, to get them up again. And that's our, uh, our challenge every week is to uh, uh, keep them fresh and keep them uh, motivated and, 
make them believe that we can uh, uh, win next week. And you've done things like you've gone bowling and done all those things to to break up, I guess that uh, that grind that that can happen this time of year with um, with with the training and stuff. And back on the horse this week for a big game against Port Melbourne on Saturday. Yes, well, last time we played them, we gave them a fifty-one point head start and lost by fourteen or something, I think. And uh, uh, you know that was uh, at their ground, and uh, I think we were probably probably for the only time of the year overwhelmed by um, a team at the start, but. Uh, Again, to the credit, they, we we kept at it, but um, you know we'll um, we'll certainly be prepared for them uh, this time around. That's for sure. And a big day for the club, past players' day and members' uh, dedication day. So uh, important that we see some of those uh, faces around the club. And I know you want to get some of the uh, the older players and some of that into the rooms beforehand. Yeah, we've um, probably had three or four different presentations by past players prior to the game, and you know just bringing the. Um, the community together, whether it's uh, past players or, um, you know, d- different uh, diverse groups from the community, <clears throat> we recognise how uh, how much we're a leader in the community and we need to uh, not only say we are, but uh, be, be seen to be doing that as well. So um, I think it's, um, uh, you know, the players are, have been um, terrific and the, uh, the staff in embracing uh, the past. We know that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the past players have... Um, um, you know, I had to put up with a lot of uh, hardships to get the club to where it is now, and we we certainly um, we certainly thank them, and uh, we want to acknowledge them as many times as we can. Beautiful, thank you, Choco. Always good to catch up, and uh, we'll see you at Avalon Airport, Avalon Saturday. Can't wait, and uh, hopefully we can get uh, a big crowd there. Um, obviously, um, two standalone clubs. It's uh, really important to uh, to get back on the winning road. podcast is a man who uh, spent a, a long, long time at the Ruby Football Club and is still very, very, very welcome back as uh, as all past players are. But he actually started in the uh, in the under-19s before he made his senior debut, which I think was back in 1986. But let's find out all about it from the man himself. Daryl Taylor joins us. G'day, Daryl. G'day, Kev. Uh, great to talk to you, mate. Uh, lovely to talk to you, mate. Now, you did start uh, in, the, in the sort of junior ranks of the club before you made it to the senior ranks. Yeah, that's right, Kev. I um I was playing my junior footy at Hoppers, and uh, we we used to play Werribee every year, and a lot of the guys knew each other. And um, when I was too old for the under under seventeens, they they sort of said, "Come come down to the thirds, the uh, the under 19s So I I came down in eighty five, uh, my year twelve year, and um yeah, no, it was a it was a great great experience, mate. You know, playing running around on these magnificent VFA grounds, and things were a lot more professional and. Um, uh, play, playing some uh, against some good footballers too, but um, yeah, I, I was lucky enough, mate. I, I had I had a pretty good start to the, um, the, the the time there. I managed to kick kick a stack of goals, 150 goals in the first year in the thirds, and then um, sort of made my way up into the into the seniors a year or two later. You uh, you certainly made your mark in that uh, in that under 19 side. 150 <laughs> goals by any, I mean that's Peter Hudson type numbers that we're talking about. That uh, you must have thought, geez, this uh, this VFL or VFA uh, footy is uh, this capers, all right? Well, it was it was a bit different, mate, because um, it was still the 16 aside back then, so there was a lot of space and um, and, and and the guys in the uh, the Werribee 
juniors in were, were a lot better. I guess I was getting a bit of silver service from the kicking, mate, and um, the, the, the grounds were beautiful. And, um, yeah, just got on the end of a few there, mate. It was great fun. Uh, you made your senior debut in 80, 86. That was a part of 75 games and 194 goals you scored, which is a bloody unbelievable uh, uh, sort of game average when you work it out goals per game. Do uh, you remember your first game? I, I do, mate. It was the... Um it was, I think it was about the second last game of the year in 86 and um, our coach, Mocker Dunstan, um, put me in and uh, it was a very wet game and uh, I managed to get one a Joe the Goose handball over the top for my first goal. I think it was you know, early in the game and then I probably didn't get it much until uh, late, late in the game. I managed to um, kick, kick a goal in the last quarter. I think it was the, on, the only one in the last quarter and I think we snuck home by a goal or two, mate. So that was um, great fun. But um, yeah, played the last game and I don't think I got a kick. So it was a tough, <laughs> tough intro, mate. <laughs> The uh, the the 80s weren't a terribly successful uh, period for the for the footy club as uh, you know in terms of team success. But uh, you mentioned uh, Mocker Dunstan, uh, who'd obviously come from Footscray and uh, and won best and fairest. And uh, what what was your what was your sort of initiation with him? How did you feel about uh, your sort of first senior coach? Now that you look back on it, oh, look all, all of us young Werribee guys, we love Mocker. He, he was. Um... He was a leader on the field, and and he and he gave a lot of the young blokes a go. Even though we did have a, um, you know, we had a bit of an ordinary side in '86, but '87 they he recruited quite well, and we got a lot of guys from around the western region, and we managed to um, finish top of the ladder that year. Although we did go out in straight sets, but Mocker was tremendous. Um, I, I I really enjoyed playing under him, and he was also an on-field coach, so he was. He was often around to sort of, uh, you know, rally the troops on the field, which was um, which was great. And uh, I do I remembered him when he was playing for Footscray, so it was a bit of a thrill to play with, you know, someone who had played VFL footy. Yeah, absolutely. So. And you had him for a couple of years, and then Tuddy came along. Tuddy came along, and he he was uh, he he was a terrific fellow, Tuddy. He was very tough. We did a very um, uh, tough training uh, regime that year. I I um. I missed the uh, most of the pre-season. I, I, had, I did the pre-season at Collingwood that year, but the boys said it was a tough one. They were dragging tractor tyres around the oval and um, <laughs> and all that sort of old school stuff. But he he was tremendous, Tuddy. We only had him for one year, and it was great to talk to him about the uh, you know the Collingwood Grand Finals and um, and his thoughts on that. And um, and then of course the next year we had Michael Turner from Geelong. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you mentioned you, you did pre-season with Collingwood. Uh, what I mean, obviously, uh, with with the level that, that that you played at, and uh, and the, and you know, we talked about that 150 goals, but you, you you kicked a lot of goals at senior level as well. Were, were clubs knocking on your door? Were, were, was that opportunity there for you? Um, look, I had I had a, a run at the the West Old Footscray back then under 19s for a year, and um, at the end of '87, um, I, I got a letter from Collingwood saying. Um, would you like to come down for pre-season? And uh, I think, I think from memory, um, Melbourne might have phoned uh, Mum and Dad once. But uh, Collingwood was a no. I thought oh, I'd love to have a crack there, but um, I, I didn't quite make it. But I, I really enjoyed the experience and came back that year. You know, really fit. We were running around Yarraben Golf Course twice a week and training at Victoria Park three times a week. So it was a really uh, tough pre-season under under Lethal Lee and. <laughs> Yeah, certainly, certainly look back on that with um, fond memories, but, yeah, very hard work for sure. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Mickey Turner. He came and, uh, and spent a year at the club. What What's your memories of him? I remember when Mick came to the club, we we uh, we made the transition to first division and he brought along a, a bunch of guys from Geelong. And they, they, we, our standard of um, 
professionalism and play, which obviously had to go up a bit coming into the first division. It, it did go up, and we we finished midfield, and we had great uh, footballers coming. Like by that stage, Selzy Selzy was there, and Mick, Mickey Turner brought along Greg Chapman and um, Nicky Walsh and um, Brett Dukowicz and Mick Higgins, and we. Uh, we, we we did notice a bit of a, a step up in the professionalism, which was great. And Mick had just come off his uh, three hundred plus game at career at that stage, so he was yeah. he was great to play under as well. He talked a lot about the uh, the time at Geelong as well, so that was a thrill. Despite the fact that the the uh, the, the footy club didn't have a lot of success uh, during the eighties in terms of premierships and and all those sorts of things, um, we always had uh, always were very well blessed with uh, with full forwards through the entire career. And history of the club, you know, from the Kevin Leases right through to yourself and David Mitchell, and you mentioned Selzy and Jack Aziz. We've always had that position's always been one we've done reasonably well at. Yeah, yeah. I think um, from per- personal experience, I think the the, the ground at Werribee, I, I used to love playing there. It was just the right size for for full forward, and um, right. you know, the uh, especially the early days. Um, you know, the 16 aside, it was it was conducive to um, you know the ball flicking down there quite quickly, and 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 like you said, like big big Jack and Selzy and Lisi, and uh, I think I think they relished that open space. But um, I think you know there was always reasonable sort of uh, midfielders around too, so they, they were sort of helpful to get the ball to you as well. So so who um, were, who were the uh, who were the the silky smooth ones who used to stick it down your throat, uh, Tails? Uh, <clears throat> oh, look, early days. Um, yeah, there, there was guys like uh, Mocker was quite quite. Uh, he was a bit of a, a wobbly punt guy, but he'd always get it to you. And um, we had, um, you know, you wouldn't bother leaving to sell. He, uh, he's a terrific guy, but <laughs> he'd, uh, he'd 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 often do the helicopter over your head. But um, you know, early nineties, I, I mean, you had guys like um, Anthony Eames and Darren Morgan and and uh and mix mix, mix and mcmaster those sort of guys uh beautiful kicks um you, you could lead with confidence to those those sort of guys for sure is there is there a game that sticks out in your mind as one that you particularly enjoyed yourself uh i, I wasn't lucky enough to play in um the the the, the 93 premiership I'd, I'd i'd moved on by then but um Look, the '92 uh, Premiers Cup game at the MCG. We that was yeah. a big pre-season cup game. We that was a, that was unreal to play out on the G that day. But probably the the games I loved playing in most were the big ones when we played Willie or um, Sunshine in the big uh, local derby matches in the home and away rounds, and we played them in a few finals too. And they were always massive, the big big build-ups. You, you you knew all the other players quite well, and uh, and you know we. I'd say the ledger was pretty square when we played those two sides, big games and um, big crowds at both um, both those sort of opposition. Was there anyone you particularly liked playing on and anyone you particularly didn't like playing on? Uh, yeah, look, especially getting uh, you know into the into the VFA VFL uh, the VFL transition period, you're playing on a lot of good footballers, but. Um, uh, look, there, there, I wouldn't say there was too many I enjoyed playing on. There was, um, <laughs> they always it was pretty tough footy back in the day as a, as a young fella, and they they'd sort of try and intimidate you a bit. But um, yeah, look, in, in the in the later years, um, you know, there was guys that had played just straight out of v, uh, VFL AFL football who you'd sometimes come up against, and yeah. it was tough going. There was a guy from Sandringham, Peter Sagaski. I remember it was very hard to get away from him and. And I even played on Big Joskin a couple of times when he was at Willie. I, oh, okay. I, I think they, I think they had um, Chops Rickman and a bunch of other guys up forward. So Big Jack was playing down back, and he was he was tough to 
tough to get a mark against. So, um, yeah, there was a number of very good fullbacks back in the day, for sure. And that was the reason why Jack left Williams Town, because he didn't want to play down the back. He wanted to play a forward. So, <laughs> well, well, yeah. well he, he certainly did that when he came down. He was yeah. uh, he was a champion down at the Tigers. Absolutely. So. Uh, Daryl, uh, you get back every now and again. I know you've been back for the you know the Hall of Fame and, and the 50 greats and all that, a couple of those functions. It's always good to, to see you back, because uh, obviously your brother uh, and, and you uh, crossed over. I think, what, for one year you two were around at Warby at the same time, or was it longer than that? No, it was just the one year, Kev. I, I um, last played at Werribee in 92 and um, yep. I sort of did a bit of travelling around uh, the country and, and a bit of country footy. And I, I remember I came to a game in 95 and Adam had just started that year and I thought to myself, I've got to have one, I've got to have one year with him. So I, um, <laughs> I came back to the club in 96 and, um, yeah, we, we, were, we were lucky to play one year together. It was tremendous. We actually had a great side that year and, um, yeah, a couple of times we uh, combined. He'd kick it to me, or I'd kick it to him. So that was great. You know, Adam's nine years younger, so we uh, I knew that it wouldn't be a, a long association in the same team. But um, we had that one year at, at Werribee, which was tremendous. And Dad, Dad, I think at that stage, Dad was uh, team manager as well. So yeah. it was um, it was a great great for the family. No, good stuff. Uh, and these days, mate, uh, Port Douglas is home. Port Douglas's home has been since um, 2006, um, and I, I run a pool maintenance business up here with my lovely partner Kerry. Um, and yeah, we, we love it up here. I, I I do love getting back to Melbourne, but um, after about three or four days of the uh, Western Ring Road traffic and the weather, mate, I'm quite keen to get back up to the uh, tropics for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't imagine you'd be wrestling me for uh, you know to, to to come back anytime soon, mate. Terrific to catch up uh, and uh, and uh, just fill in some of the dots about uh, about your career at the Ruby Footy Club. It's always good to uh, to see you and to have a chat. Good on you, Daryl. Thanks for your time. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Uh, yeah, looking forward to getting down to the past players day, hopefully next year, mate, and seeing all the old faces again. Well, thanks to Daryl Taylor. Oh, it must be terrible being all that sunshine and working around pools, and oh, he's having a horrible time. Uh, half his luck, but it's always good to see Daryl around the footy club and his brother Adam when uh, when he's here as, as well, uh, not to, with some local footy commitments. Uh, now, Mark Williams, also thanks to Choco for his time. We look forward to uh, seeing Choco and the team in action. This coming Saturday, we take on Port Melbourne at Avalon Airport Oval at 2 o'clock. It's Members' Dedication Day. If you're a member, please come along. Uh, take advantage and come upstairs and churn sides by the river, see what uh, is going on up there. We'll have uh, lots of uh, special surprises for you and a couple of little interviews uh, with some people, the very important people around the club so should be a good day uh, that's uh, when we take on Port Melbourne this Saturday past players and officials day so if you are a past player of the club or a past official of the club please come along and join us for free admission then we've got the ladies day coming up on the 27th that's when we take on Frankston it's a big day that one uh, they've got a comedian lined up I've also uh, got a couple of other little surprises some pampering stations door prizes and of course it's a high tea so it'll be uh, an absolutely beautiful afternoon up there in Churnsides by the river uh, all the details, of course, for that and for our auction night on the 3rd of August, all on the website. You can uh, book through the uh, the online shop, so make sure you come along and support uh, those terrific events and support us. So when next uh, the Big W podcast arrives on uh, Spotify or iTunes, make sure you subscribe so you never miss uh, an episode. Until then, I'm Kevin Hillier. Go to Big W.